I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word listing to 444-999. That's listing to 444-999. And make sure to stick around for the huge game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's listing to 444-999 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today. Mr. Rock Thomas is on the line. And Mr. Rock Thomas is a great friend of mine and a mentor and a real estate guy, true and true. He's been broker owner of several REMAX offices, several Keller Williams offices, investment properties, been in the ditches just like everybody else, doing FISBOs, expireds, everything, his whole life pretty much been, you know, in the either the real estate game or the training game, which makes him an incredible real estate agent trainer. And um, there's some neat and exciting things that uh, are going on with his life right now. And I wanted to get him on the show and talk to him. So without further ado, uh, Rock, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. 
Always a pleasure to be with you, Pat, with your booming voice. <laughs> hey, Rock, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better? Yeah, I mean, real quickly, uh, divorced parents, grew up on a farm, learned how to work hard uh, most of my life, did everything that you could possibly do to try to get rich from uh, the time I left house around 17, drove a taxi in Australia, modeled in uh, Southeast Asia, taught Japanese people how to speak English, knocked on doors, sold heat pumps, uh, anything that uh, would make money, cut grass, worked in the movies, bartended, uh, the list goes on and on. And I used one strategy, Pat, and that was to work more hours. I really did not understand leverage at the time. So it was work hard, work hard, 60, that, 70, that's 80. It, right? That's a lot of people. I mean, 95% of the world, that's their strategy, trade time for money. And the way to get richer is trade more time for more money. I didn't know any different, Pat. I just thought that's what you did. That's what my parents taught me, and I had no mentors to tell me otherwise. And when I got to 28, my um, my father got diagnosed with cancer, and I had accumulated now um, a little bit of a business, a senior citizen home, and started to buy a couple of rental property. I was starting to kind of figure it out. I was approaching a million dollars in net worth. I had a job in the airlines, and I took time off. And long story short, about a year and a half of convalescing my father on and off, I came back and my relationship fell apart. My my investments, I had to cash them in to pay for some bills for my father and back debt and time off for me. And I sued the company that I was fired from on principle, and that was a mistake. And I got evicted from my apartment. And that's when I decided to get into real estate in uh, 1990. And I was really terrible, <laughs> really terrible because I had no skills as a farm boy. And then I met my first mentor who started to show me the ropes. And within four years, I was selling 100 homes a year. The year later, he sold me the company. He helped me. He guided me. He showed me what to do. He held my hand. And I you know, took this business to 270 agents and a billion dollars of real estate a year and sold it in 2006 for $4 million and then wrote a book and traveled and retired and and then got back into it with Keller Williams. And today I'm passionate about helping people not just, you know, get rich, but really understand the concept of financial freedom. And that, that's what stokes me. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today, because, you know, there, there is a problem that's rampant on the real estate agent community. And that is this. A lot of agents have what I call cash flow. And by cash flow, I don't mean like passive income. I mean like they have money coming in. They have more money coming in than maybe their neighbors or some of their peers where they're getting commission checks, 5,000, 8,000, 10,000, really fat commission check months where they've got five or six commissions. And they get this flow, this cash flow, enables them to buy nice cars and a boat and and, and put a deck on their house and, and, and finish their basement, and all this stuff, a pool in the backyard. So they have this cash flow. But at the end of the day, when, when you look under the hood, right, and you look deep down at them, they, they have very little savings and they have, you know, they're sloppy with their taxes. They have tax liens. They have, and, they, and they're just not building wealth. So I, I'd like to say the difference the, the main thing is real estate agents are great at building cash flow and outpacing others who have some, who have different jobs. Like you might outpace your next door neighbor as far as the income you earned one year, who's maybe a dentist, but your wealth is worse than your next door neighbor. So why do real estate agents have 
core wealth building skills without a better way to put it. Yeah, they got cash flow with no dough to show. So, um, you know, I would say over the years, I had many agents that actually went bankrupt over time, even though they're earning good money. And here's what happens is that people start to base their, their lifestyle on their best year when what they should do is base it on their worst year. So if you look back to the three years you've had in real estate, you made 40, 80, and 120, you should really base your expenses closer to 40 than on the 120 because the 120 turns into 80 next year, but you have to pay taxes on the 120, you get screwed, and this happens all the time. So people don't have budgets. 98% of people don't have budgets, and most people don't follow them. They don't have a system to follow their money where money is emotional, and they don't understand that real estate, They, I mean, they conceptually understand it, Pat, but they really don't bear down and understand that real estate's variable, and it's not always going to get better. That being said, I was in real estate for 17 years. Every year was better, not because I was so great, but because I grew up with a work ethic. I grew up with an attitude to make it happen no matter what, and I was a systems guy, and I lived below my means, so I wasn't stressed out like a lot of people are. So I would say number one is you've got to find a mentor who doesn't just make money, but who also puts it away and puts it away for the purposes of investing it and then listen to what they have to say. Yeah, you, you said a lot of great things there. I like how you said, you know, emotion comes with money. Uh, can you explain that? Yeah, so, you know, in my mastermind group, we talk about the four different money personality types, just to give you an idea. We're a mix of them all, but you have one that usually majors. So there's a saver. This is the person who really struggles to spend money. Everything around them is more of a scarcity mindset. They didn't have enough. They didn't witness enough, and they just want to save because something may go wrong. Yep, I got a daughter like that. I mean, she's okay. which I which I love, um, but at the same time, sometimes she's over the top. Like last night, we had her on a Facetime, and she's like, "I got a," you know, she's actually in Peru right now, and she's like, "I got to start. I got to get a job down here." And we're like, "No, enjoy yourself. You're in Peru. You got some money saved up." She's like, "No, I got to get a job on Upwork because I haven't gone this long without working." And I'm like, "Dude, you, you know, you're 21 years old. You shouldn't be stressed out about this at this point." So yeah, so that's great. It is what it is, right? Um, so you got these four types. The first is the saver. What's the second type? The second is the avoider. These are the people that get their bills, but they never open them or they throw their credit card down on the table without looking at the bill and they'll, they'll pay for it. Uh, they just rather not know. And they work with a strategy called hopium. And we all know how well that works. There's, there's more people like that than you think. There's a lot. There's actually a lot. And what happens is one day they're actually their electricity does get turned off. Or, you know, their, their car isn't insured or their license runs out. And these are the type of people that you see in the real estate field that are always like, oh, my God, my license expires tomorrow. I have to go. I can't be at the party. And there's all these crises because they don't know what's going on. And it's usually money related. So I'm sure you know people like that. There's the um, spender. And that's about 40% of the population. These people um, have unmet emotional needs. So they're unfulfilled. They're unhappy. They use retail therapy as a way of fulfilling the emotional gap that's there. And they're impulsive. They um, sit down at the table and they make friends next door and they want to buy them dinner. And they'll just because they're so outgoing, they're typically high eyes if you use the disc model. And they're just spending, spending, spending with no regard because life's a party and you never know. You only live once and they have all these belief systems. Right. 
Right. That and old, then, and then that whole rapper mentality, right? Is yeah. Spend it, like, spend it while you got it because you might die tomorrow, which is which makes great rap lyrics, but is a terrible philosophy to live by. The spender. I like that. And I know some spenders too, man. I know there's a lot of spenders in the real estate industry, right? It starts with the first year when they feel like people judge them based on the car that they drive. So they got to buy the, the highest model car just to be a quote good real estate agent and look good i mean it just and it goes from there well you know it's so true pat because i have people when they start in real estate they're like oh i can't call anybody until i have my business cards i'm like really of course you can but it's a security blanket then later on they exchange that security blanket for oh well i don't want to go into that district with my little honda civic i need to get myself you know a bmw or whatever and then they hold themselves back and there, you and I both know that there's these limiting beliefs underneath that are really at the root of that. And they use that as a good story to keep themselves held back. The same way my mom has a story around the fourth one in personality type, which is the money monk. She just believes you can't be spiritual and rich at the same time. Mm. So she focuses on helping the poor, being a green, recycling, doing things like that. But when she goes to the restaurant, you know, she has to order the chicken and she doesn't want the dessert. And she takes some sugar packets with her home. And I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> I've been exposed to that and I've had to defy that through education. Yeah, those are the type of people who, who unfortunately, they die eventually. We all die. And, um, you know, there's all this money in their account. And you're like, why did you live so frugally or not even a good word? Why did you live so you know, with a scarcity mentality where you could have actually spent some of this money. So it's a, but it, but that is the opposing point of view as say the, you know, the saver or the, you know, the, not, not the saver, but the, the spender or, or what have right. you. So, so where do you find the balance, right? Where's the right, how do you do it right? What's the right so way to do this, Rob? What we, what we teach people, Pat, is that you open up six bank accounts and you divide every paycheck that comes in into those bank accounts that are pre-proportioned in advance so that you win. Uh, we don't have time to go into them all, but, you know, education's one, contributions one, fun is another, necessities, taxes. And you basically have a system. And it's like anything else in life. You have a system for it. You work out in the gym three times a week. You know, you have these bank accounts. Money comes in. problem is people have money come in. They don't control so much it going out. They hope mm. to get lucky with that. And that doesn't work. Imagine if you're the CEO of your company, you have to speak to the board of directors and you're like, okay, so how much are you spending on dinners this, this month? Well, I don't know. What about advertising? I'm not sure. You'd be fired. But unfortunately, people don't wrap their head around that. It's not a must. And therefore, people are casual, but they get casual results called being broke most of your life. That is some brilliant stuff there. It reminds me, if you remember, Rock, because Rock and I are in... Uh, mastermind together, uh, Go Abundance that we both helped found and 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 start and grow to 130 plus men now. And and uh, we were in Vietnam, uh, 22 of us. And if I don't know if you remember this, Rock, but I, so one of us we were going over our one sheets or talking, and Dan Grebe said to them, "If you were the, uh, yes. if you owned a company, and that company was your family." And you were the CEO of the and and you were the CEO of the company. Would you fire yourself? Does that make sense? Yes. You know, would you fire yourself as the CEO? And you're saying the kind of the same thing, but let's say CFO, Chief Financial Officer. If if you owned a company 
and you yourself were the CFO of that company, and you weren't using the six bank accounts, and you were, you know, looking at the finances you as you have them currently. Would you fire yourself? Am right. I making sense of that? Totally, totally. It's exactly the same thing. And so, how does this translate for brokers? Because you've got some really, really great brokers that listen to your show, and often these people leave it to luck. And what I'm saying is that don't leave your finances to luck. Don't leave your freedom to luck. You know, I think there's two people in the world, two types of people, people that are doing what they love and they do it for free and God bless them. And many cases, those people are actually not financially free because they're so focused on being the artist. They need somebody that's around them that co-pilot that with them, like Walt Disney and his brother. Without his brother, he would have been a complete financial ruin. And then... And then there's other people that what they are is they're doing a job they hate, but they might be good at it. They might actually be even be making money. And what they need to do is find a way to sharpen that part of their game so they have excess money that you and I love to talk about is where you're going to invest it, where you're going to put your dollars to work for you so that you have some passive income and you don't have to do that job. You might be good at, but you don't love for the rest of your life. Have at least an exit strategy or something on the horizon that you can look forward to. So what, what percentage do you recommend, Rock, that someone have left over to invest? At the end of the day, no matter what I make, how much should I have to invest to build my wealth? So The Richest Man in Babylon, which was written years ago, and sure it's a classic, most people have read it, it's all about 10% off the top. And it's very, very cliche, but surprisingly, most people don't do it. So 10% is the rule of thumb, and you never touch that money, ever. It's like a golden goose. You never kill it. You never you invest it conservatively. If you're aggressive, we show people in, in our, you know, GoBundance and, and M1, our March to a Million tribe, we show people how to aggressively increase that. And I'll give you a specific example. Please do. When I was a flight attendant, I was making 13500 a year, yet I wanted to make more money and I got a job parking cars at a hotel. And then I bought a little property that had four people in it that I could move in with and increase my revenue, not from, say, thirteen five, but up to almost 50000 by, you know, changing my lifestyle a little bit on the short term and then increasing my revenue by doing other things. As a realtor, you know, you have to look at very closely what is your revenue coming in and what are your choices, uh, my mom's 80 years old now, Pat, and she Airbnbs a room in her house, the house I bought her a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I swear to God, she's she's gets $62.50 a night. She's averaging like six, $700 a month because she's, she's rents it out quite a bit. And it's in a nice location. And she just bought herself a new Honda. Uh, she's 80 years old with the money she's making from Airbnb. How cool is that? That's that's awesome. You know, it's funny. My mom did the same thing. There's a there's a word. She didn't do Airbnb. My mom just rented out her basement, you know, on a yearly lease for like the past 20 years she has since the kids left the house. But it's uh, they call it house hacking. Right. And I did the same thing when I was um, when I bought my first house. I house hacked it, rented the basement out. Uh, then I rented uh, one of the bedrooms out upstairs and I lived in the other bedroom. And so you know, they paid my mortgage for me. So, you know, that's, that's certainly a way to start building wealth. Uh, what else? What, what are the things? 10% off the net, right? Let's, if you, let's say you make 400 gross, you net 
200, you should be putting away 20,000 or more. I really think you should put away, I really think a great way to do it is to use that worst case, uh, worst year scenario, which I love, by the way. Take your worst year, set your expenses on that worst year based on that worst year you had, and then save every penny over that worst year. So I agree with you, and I did the same thing. There's times when I was saving 80% of what I earned, but now we're getting into a values conversation, and some people are like, you know, if you talk to the high eyes and the people that are the spenders, you'll never sell them on that. So let's start as a baseline of 10% as an absolute bare minimum must, and then depending on how you know, you write out, we, we in our group, we talk about a five-year vision, we write out our goals, we have our little one-sheet goal-setting process. When you get really clear that, like, we're going to South Africa in a few months, when you start to have goals like that that you want to fulfill, it gets easier to say no to that $200 bottle of wine on Friday night uh, because you have a plan and you're going to execute on it. So I think that that's the second piece is it's great to come up with numbers, but until you emotionalize them with a plan and with some support around it and with an agenda in your future that you're going to be fulfilling with exciting things, then, you know, the moment will take you up. Yeah, sure. A nice bottle of wine, a nice big steak on Friday night with my friends. Of course, I'm going to say yes, unless I have laid out my life plan right. and I'm committed to it. What's a toolbox? A toolbox is a box full of tools that you use to build something great. Do you want to build your real estate business into something great, something massively profitable and productive? Well, we've got a toolbox for you. Basically, we've collected all the tools that the rock stars of the past have given to us over the years. And uh, many times these tools come in the form of a checklist. They come in a form of a postcard that they're sending out that's very different and extremely effective. Uh, they come in many different forms, and, and many of you have gone online to the show notes and downloaded these toolboxes. The challenge is you have to go back through each episode to each show notes on the website and download them one by one. Well, I've put them all together. And I've created the Real Estate Rockstar Toolbox. And I'm giving this toolbox away free. Tons of items of utility from many of our past Rockstar guests. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. Or make it easy, simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Use the tools that the rock stars are using to make more and more commissions every day. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about your new book, your Epic Life Blueprint. You got this broken down into 10 steps, essentially. Which of these steps are going to be you know, most powerful, do you think, for the real estate agent community? Yeah, great question. Um, well, rule number one is 30 minutes a day of personal development. And that's really just, you know, infusing yourself with other people's wisdom. So that's uh, a basis for me. It's a no-brainer. All the successful people, yourself, myself, we listen to podcasts, we listen to audiobooks, we talk about how many we read. So that's a no-brainer. It's fundamental. If you're not doing that, you're probably watching a lot of TV and you're not getting your results anyway. Love it. Number two is goal setting. It's just a 
process for goal setting. So, you know, you just have to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Number six is nurture your beliefs. My feeling is this, Pat, is that every time you're not getting a result, there's a belief that supports it. So as an example, let's say you want to save money, but you can't. It's because you believe you must advertise so much or you believe that you must have the fancy car, the fancy house. So that's what's holding you back. Until you visit the chapter on beliefs, you're probably going to be stuck in conceptually trying to change something, but not fundamentally unconsciously addressing it. Wow. So we take, yeah, we take a deep dive on that. I I like that. Let me stop you there. Let's take a little bit of a shallow dive into this because I think this is good. So you're spent, okay, you look at your expenses. You've got, I love this example, you've got too much expenses as a real estate agent in advertising. Let's say you're coaching me, right? I know you charge a lot of money to coach people one-on-one, but let's just say you're coaching me. I'm a real estate agent. You're looking at my profit loss and you're coaching me on my spending too much on advertising. How are you going to change my limiting belief there? So it always, it always occurs through questions and we'll start with what's your end goal. And is there another way that you're going to be able to generate business without spending that money? So you would just ask me flat out, Pat, is there another way? And I would say, of course, there's a million ways. Right. And would you know what your numbers are giving you, your rate of return, or are you just throwing a bunch of money into the, into the field? Well, Rock, to be honest, um, I know that I get business from these uh, Zillow ads. I know that they work. But I don't know that spending a thousand dollars makes me ten thousand or three thousand or two thousand. I to answer your question, no, I don't know. Yeah, and as you know, that most realtors struggle, and and some of us do in business to track our numbers. But here's to me the beauty of numbers: when you know your numbers, it sets you free. Because if you're going to spend a thousand dollars and you're going to make ten thousand. It's better than spending a thousand dollars and not knowing, because mm-hmm. now you're like, uh, I think it's working. So if there was value there and it's working, great. If not, you know, a little old-fashioned. But you have different ways. You can network. You can follow up. Most agents, as you know, are really, really bad at working their databases. So I would encourage that. And it comes back to what do you want? Do you want to look like the hottest? flashiest agent in in you know your neighborhood and never be financially free or you want to move that around and change that so we've got to get down to the core values too right right because there's a ton of free ways to make uh, leads appear in real estate right there's a million of them i mean we we have mapped it out one of our courses on rebus university 101 free ways to, to get real estate leads so if your your limiting belief or your belief structure says that the only way to get leads or the best way to get leads is to buy them well you're you're dead wrong well now you're going back into so here's the reason people don't prospect is because of the, of the discomfort of rejection and we all want to belong and connect and 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 feel like we're important and then having to some people by the way are it's beneath me pat to prospect. I've been in the business for 17 years and the clients will come to me. Some people have that and they don't want to go back to the things some, that got them the business. Some people, a lot of people. Here's something funny. I, I So there's this, there's this guy, people reach out to me all the time, right? Every day now someone's reaching out to me, asking questions and stuff. This guy actually somehow, I don't even know how he got my cell phone number. He called it 
And he said, I'm brand new in the business and da 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 da. You talked to me, sir. So I talked to him. Long story short, he called me the other day and I picked it up and he said, Pat, I um, am building my business, still his first year in the business. And an agent in the office told me not to call Fizbo's and Expireds because he didn't want to be. He said that he, that this is the older agent, told him he didn't do that because he didn't want to be, quote unquote, that guy. The guy who built, who got a bad reputation because they called Fizbo's and Expireds. And I said to him, I said to this kid, I said, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. You don't build a reputation. There's no such thing as a reputation, right, as an agent who calls Fizbo's Expireds. And, and who cares if there is? And I said, is this agent giving you advice? Is he rich? And he said, no, not really. And I said, well, why are you taking weight loss advice from a fat person? You know, I mean, you, you just, you, you know, I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. I said, as a brand new agent, you need to be a junkyard dog. You need to be there in the morning early doing every possible free thing that you can, every possible free way that you can to get a lead and get a sale. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Really, really well said. Why are you listening to that guy when he's struggling? And people try to download their limiting beliefs on you so that they can keep you from succeeding so they don't feel alone. Yeah, 100%. Okay, what else you got in there? I would say that one of my, you know, I, I like them all. There's like 10 rules of, of, you know, behavior of successful people. But rule number eight what you do before 8 o'clock in the morning and 8 o'clock at night will determine your financial future. If you tell me what you do, I can pretty much predict where you're going to end up. Why? Because successful people have rituals that they do. Rituals to put them into a great state of energy, a great focus, to pre-plan their day, their week, their month, their quarter, their, their numbers, to review things, to connect with themselves, to meditate, to tap into their intuition, all those things are available for most people, but if you don't avail yourself of them and you're just, you know, tired and you're doing things to entertain yourself, you will not get the results that successful people get. So it's really important because we are creatures of habit. And once, you know, the chains of habit become too strong to break after a while, and then it's a lot of effort to unlearn. So that's another big one. I mean, I could go on and on. The book is really just about... What are the most successful things that I used when coaching people to be successful? Um, a great success in helping people quit smoking, lose weight, uh, increase their business from 80,000 to 250,000 using these principles. And, you know, I didn't make them up, Pat. I just kind of, you know, identified them, put them into a book and said, these were the top 10 I would focus on in order to uh, get success rapidly. Yeah. And the bottom line is they're all proven. Right, not just by you, but by tons of mentors that you've, you know, taken on in your life. I know you're you're a big education guy. Not only do you teach all your agents in, at in uh, Keller Williams in Canada how to sell more houses on a regular basis, but you're always going to Tony Robbins. I saw you a few times in the Tony Robbins movie, the documentary. You're you guest starred in that, and uh, you just got back from a. You know, you know, an incredible mastermind in uh, Spain, and so you're always learning, and and these things you've learned and experienced yourself, as well as many other people have experienced, and they're proven ways, ten proven ways. 
Right. So let me ask you a question. Is your Rebus University, was there a guide or a method or a paint by numbers on how to do that? Yes and no. I mean, there's like Mike Dillard who came to our GoBundance uh, event. I sat down and bought him dinner and he gave me a lot of advice. I, I signed up for a few services. I signed up for a few courses. I listened to a lot of podcasts. So yes, there was there was stuff out there for free that I was able to tap into. But at the same time, I did it my way. I did it the way I wanted to do it with with courses, with short videos, because I'm ADD and I know a lot of agents are ADD and they want five-minute classes rather than seven-hour classes. And each five-minute class comes with a short quiz that you got to take a test. And you can learn how to do a killer listing presentation in a series of five-minute classes that are going to keep your attention. And no one really had, has done that before. So, so to answer your question, yes and no. Yeah, so I would. So that to me is rule number 10. Make it happen no matter what. You had a vision. You had an idea. You're an entrepreneur. You saw a problem. You took action. You did research. Nobody said go see Mike Dillard. You said that would make sense to go see somebody who's been really successful. And you continued to put it all together and you continue to shape it, morph it, and grow it. But you're an example of rule number 10 is somebody who said, this is what I'm committed to and I will not stop. I will tweak. I will make it better and I will go there. Where a lot of people, what do they say? I'm going to try real estate. I'm going to try FISBOS. I'm going to try expires. I'm going to try and make my listing presentation better. And we're all guilty of it. But when you put yourself into that state where you say, this will happen and it will happen no matter what. Now, all of a sudden, you avail yourself of dormant resources that were inside of you that you didn't know were there, and life gets exciting. Yeah, that's, and, and you're right. That's a good point. Life gets exciting. When you do that 10th step or when you, you follow all 10 steps or you push yourself forward in a certain way, that's when life gets exciting. I like how you said that. Well, listen, Rock, this has been incredible. I'm going to put a link to your new book. And since it's called Epic Life Blueprint, I'm going to call this episode Epic because you've you've been on by yourself before you and Mark Yegi came on before. So I'm going to just say hybendigital.com backslash epic. That's hybendigital.com backslash epic. If you want to reach out to Rock to hear any more about his, well, why don't you quickly, Rock, tell us about you know some of the some of the masterminds that you have going with the Epic Life Blueprint and with M1. Yeah, the simplest thing is for people to go to Facebook, if they're on Facebook, your Epic Life Blueprint community, and they can join that there for some free information. There's chat groups, there's people that are all marching toward this consciousness around freedom and really getting themselves out of the must-do work routine. And um, of course, for those that um, that are interested in being with a bunch of badasses, we love our, our GoBundance tribe tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous men that choose to lead epic lives and don't apologize for being awesome. So uh, that's GoBundance.com. And for those that aren't quite yet millionaires, uh, we have a nice little um, thing that we like to do, which is to mentor them and help people get there and share our wisdom with them. And they get on calls and we have a little bit of a process for that too. You can go to GoM1.com, G-O-M-1, the number, not the letter, and check us out there, learn more about us there, and we're happy to do whatever we can to help you grab life big and lead an epic life. So that's about it, Pat. That's awesome, buddy. And then guys, if you're driving, don't worry. Go to hybendigital.com backslash epic, 
and I'll put all of the websites and all of what Rock mentioned today, as well as a copy of his book on uh, hybendigital.com. Access Epic. Rock, you've been great, buddy. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Always good to visit, Pat. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.